Episode 81, Getting Back on Track After a Big Weight Gain. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Hello there, ladies. It's summertime now. For a lot of us, that means lake weekends, family time, crazy days, a lot of time that we feel like we're getting off track. And so today's podcast, I decided to share with you what I do to get back on track after I've had a big weight gain. So I'm gonna share with you three questions to ask yourself to help with this and my favorite tool. But I wanna give you a little bit of a background first on how this happens in real life, right? How do we get to the place where we're like, oh gosh, it's Monday morning and the scale was up three pounds. That was my exact scenario today. And if you guys listened to my podcast previously on fasting with Dr. Jennifer Chang, that's just kind of her Mondays. But I don't generally love that. I don't like to live like that. It's not my style. Works for her in maintenance, doesn't work so much for me. So usually if the scale's up three pounds, it means something has gone off. And that usually has to mean something has gone off in the weekend before. And when that occurs is usually when it's kind of this litany of circumstances that I don't manage my mind well around. It's not terribly often anymore. There's good news for that. But when it does, it's always a conglomerate of things. So let me just give you this example for us. We had, this is hilarious, by the way, two graduations, one from high school, one from (laughs) pre-K. We had Mother's Day. And there were a lot of charged emotions for me and thoughts around that this year. So these are the kinds of circumstances that tend to come up where I find myself on Monday morning up three pounds. Now, the other interesting thing that I think is super important to recognize is when this really starts getting off track. So if you're like three pounds is nothing, I want to tell you that this could easily lead to 10 pounds if I didn't do the work that I do right now. And that's why I thought it was such an important podcast episode to do for you guys, because we also have coming up In the next week, our first big camper trip. We're taking the camper for like 10 days. And we've got dance recital, we've got crazy schedule. Today alone, this is Eliza's last week of pre-K, and I kid you not this year, someone has had to pick her up at 11.30 every day and drive her 25 minutes to her daycare. And my husband got her in there and they were closed. So if you hear background noise, that's because she's not wanting to be terribly quiet behind me. And we're coming up on a camper trip and have crazy schedules this week. And I just can't keep putting everything on pause anymore, right? And so it would be very easy for me at this point to say, just let this week be. You've got too much. You've got all of these different things on your schedule. Just keep going on that vein of comfort and convenience eating. And you'll worry about it when you get back. But ladies, I know I could be up 10 pounds by then. And this is the difference. This is how you recover quicker after a big weight gain. 
So yes, for me, three pounds is the big weight gain. For you, it might be that you don't recover quite as quick and it may be 10 pounds before you recover from it. Either way, I want you to hear that it's recoverable and it isn't your life circumstances that are causing the problem, okay? Let's just start by recognizing that. I have all the circumstances ahead of me that in the past I would have told myself were reason not to quote unquote get back on track after a crazy weekend. It was literally when I stopped believing that thought that it all changed for me. And the way that I do that with ease is by asking myself three simple questions and using my favorite tool in these moments, which is progress over perfection. A lot of you ladies have asked me about that, so we're gonna go a little more in depth into it today because it's not, Well, I messed up last weekend, I'll just start again on Monday. It's also not, I messed up last weekend, so I have to pay for it now. All of that is perfection. That's stop, restart, stop, restart. Instead, we wanna hone in on the progress that we can gain through this process. And progress over perfection as a tool is looking at it as, I literally have the rest of my life to be eating, good news. I can always make the next best choice, I can always continue along my path. There's always room for growth when I look at what went wrong and what I did well. Instead of telling myself, there's too much shame and guilt around me looking at it, so I'll just shut it down and try to be perfect. So when we sit in perfection, we do a lot of really extreme things around our eating and weight loss. And it's just not conducive with what's going to create your long-term path. My goal is to focus more on progress over perfection. And because I look at it as what did I do well? What did I not do well? What could I do better? It's easy for me to identify the spaces that I need to look at to continue to make progress. It comes from a place of curiosity and it will get you better results that feel so much easier and so much lighter than what you expect. So I wanna start with the few questions that I ask myself when I've had a big weight gain, because I think this is a key place to start, mainly because most of us tell ourselves things like this. So let me give you examples of this last weekend. We had a dinner for my stepson on Friday night. Saturday, we ate out lunch at a Mexican restaurant. I think we just had sandwiches for dinner. Sunday was Mother's Day. We'll come back to that one in a moment. But we ended up eating pizza twice. And in the middle of all of this, my mother had made coffee cake and cookies and I had bought graduation cookies. And so the first question I ask myself when I get these weight gains is always, is this water weight or did I eat that much? It's a really interesting question. Is this just extra fluid that I'm likely holding? Or do I think I ate that much more than I normally would to cause the scale to go up as much as it did? I think it's a really important question. Here's why. Most commonly I hear from my ladies this. Yeah, I didn't eat that bad. But I also don't want to be the kind of person who can't eat pizza twice on a weekend and gain five pounds. Right, we have a lot of thoughts around that. We have a lot of thoughts on who we don't wanna be. We don't wanna be the kind of person who could never eat those kinds of food and experience that kind of a weekend without the scale just skyrocketing in our brains. And I wanna share with you that for me, when I look at a weekend like that, I expect weight gain. An interesting thing happens for me because I know my body so well. In Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, we practice energized eating plans. And I love that. I always tell ladies, I want you to be a PhD in what works for your body. Because come Monday morning, I can spend just a few seconds reflecting and be like, I bet the scale's gonna be up three pounds. I am usually just about spot on with my calculations. And it's just in my head. 
because I know I ate a lot of salty foods this weekend. I ate pizza, I ate Mexican food, I ate out, and I know that the vast majority of that is water weight. When we really salty foods, the water's gonna stay to balance that out, and likely the scale's gonna go up more than we would expect. An interesting thing happens with me where I know if I've had things like cookies or things that are really sweet, the scale won't go up as much, but it'll stick there because it's less of a water weight shift than it is eating more than I would normally eat. But if I've eaten pizza and Mexican food, it's gonna go up way more than I expect because of all the extra fluid I'm likely holding. And it usually takes a day or two for that to come back down. Now, don't get me wrong, this was not my normal eating plan, but to ground myself in the reality of what I've created, the first question is always to ask myself, what did I eat and is it more fluid or is it just going to be what you ate? For me, a lot of this was the fluid. The second question I like to ask myself is what were the feelings that I wasn't willing to feel this weekend? What were the feelings that were popping up that made me do something outside of the norm? And this is a really interesting question, ladies, because for me, this was a highly emotionally charged weekend. I can go through things like graduations and I can even have certain circumstances, but if it's not so emotionally charged, I don't tend to be a person who goes quote unquote off track as much. And we've had kind of an interesting last year with my family and it was definitely a weekend where I was feeling anxious. So I like to look at these weekends when my results were a little more drastic than normal and ask myself, what was I running from? This last weekend, I was running from chaos. I was running from anxiousness. I had a little fear, maybe a bit of a pity party, even in that picture. It was an emotionally charged weekend for me. And most of that had more to do with Mother's Day than it did with the graduations. But we also had two of our kids coming and going and chaos in the house. And, you know, I'm used to chaos. I grew up in a family of five. We have between us five kids. But I always find in those moments, like it's a little bit of my perfectionism that starts to come back through where it's like, well, I have stuff for breakfast. We live out in the country. We have a Dollar General, but we don't have a lot of my favorite foods close by, <laughs> like vegetables and fruits. So I always want to be prepared. And when there's things that feel chaotic, I get a little heightened. I get a little anxious. I get a little worried. I just know that about myself. When things like Mother's Day come up, I get a little sad. I get a little reflective. And especially if relationships aren't really where I want them to be, I get a little scared. And those are the feelings that I let drive my decisions this weekend. So yes, we had those circumstances that presented, that outlined, but I may have eaten different had I not been in those feelings. So that's a great place for me to look secondly. So first, was it a food or a fluid issue? Second, what feelings was I not willing to feel? And for some of you guys, it might be what feelings was I trying to create through food, right? It was such a celebration weekend. And then the third is what thoughts created those feelings? Because ladies, in our think, feel, eat cycles, our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our eating. And so when I look at those thoughts, there's a lot there. <laughs> there were a lot of thoughts that drove that eating. It's here, I might as well eat it. When my mother brought the coffee cake and the cookies is a big one for me. That's why generally I recommend keeping those things outside of the house and just getting them while you're out instead of having them in the house. 
I've got to make this special for everyone. I've got to make everyone comfortable. This is a disaster. I don't know if I can handle this. How can other people hurt me so much? Is this worth it? Right, these are not nice and pretty thoughts, ladies. They're not really the ones we want to admit. But when I really make myself take a second to reflect on that, it's true. So I'll be honest with you guys. School weight loss is a place for honesty, right? (laughs) With all of you all. And in that space, those are the thoughts that were like turning me to food in a way that I wouldn't on an average day do that. So those are the three questions I like to start with. Was it a food or a fluid issue? What feelings was I not willing to feel? And or which feelings was I trying to create through food? And what were the thoughts that were creating those feelings? Now, once I've done that work, ladies, it's really easy to plug directly into my favorite tool, which is progress over perfection. I think it's so important to just recognize that progress over perfection is a tool that keeps you on the path to your goal weight. As I said earlier, it's not a tool to say like, I screwed up, oh well, progress over perfection. No, this is a tool to say, how can I keep progressing even through times like last weekend? And we all know there's something to be learned there. What are the lessons I wanna learn and take forward with me? Because without fail, a weekend like this will happen again in my future. And if I don't wanna be up three pounds on the scale, I just need to make different decisions and create different action in those moments. You don't have to control circumstances when you learn how to control your thoughts and your feelings. It's kind of a beautiful thing for life, ladies. Progress over perfection always starts by asking yourself what went well. I want you to consider that because we so often want to go directly to what went wrong. (laughs) Like our brain's like, you screwed up, Emily. Don't get on the scale. You got a horrible week ahead. Eat pizza. There's so much shame and guilt. You're failing again. You don't have enough willpower, right? There's a lot of negativity in that. That's perfection and that'll stop you from ever getting back on track. To get back on track means to take a moment and say, okay, I did something right. Even if it's just like I showed up. I didn't eat too much. That's a very learned skill that I've had. I don't overeat at one setting. It's very important for me to leave that table comfortable. And that I'm good at. I could have stacked more on the foods that are in the house. I could have eaten them till they were gone. And I didn't do that. I didn't have one of those afternoons where it was just like one thing to the next to the next. I wasn't by myself in the kitchen at night snacking. Those are big things that went well for me. And I want to honor those first. The next step is to look at what didn't go so well. And it was just truly lack of planning. What started as a relative plan, especially around Mother's Day, went completely out the window and turned into just a, we're doing whatever we want by the spur of the moment. And I let that feeling drive my eating. Friday night, our kids ended up staying here. There were a bunch of them. We really hadn't planned for breakfast on Saturday. So without fail, my husband will walk back in with donuts and we had a coffee cake and we had all of that before I even wake up. It's kind of nice, but even my daughter on Sunday, the five-year-old said to her dad, dad, you should get mom fruit too. He just has this knack. It's always candy and donuts, right? Which he did walk in Sunday morning with candy, but he had apples this time, ladies. So he had apples with the candy. I'm sure that was my five-year-old entirely. So I didn't have a good plan. And when I didn't, because I was so run by those feelings, I just kind of ran with it all weekend. And I let it run in a way that I normally wouldn't. I didn't stop and regroup. 
when the day started Saturday with donuts and coffee cake, it just felt like it just kept going. The people wanted to go out to eat for lunch. Then Sunday, our brunch plans fell through. So then it was getting pizza with my mother-in-law. And then my mother was unexpectedly home. So then it was getting pizza with my mother, right? It was all of these spaces where I could have made different decisions. But because I was letting those feelings run me and be the driving force behind my decisions and behind my actions, it looked like that. And it wasn't, in fact, until this morning when I got on the scale that I said, oh, okay, we got to do a little reflection here. I could have done it in the moment. I could have done it all weekend. I didn't. And that's why the scale was up significantly for me. But I still have the choice today to do it. That's why it won't be up 10 or 20 pounds ever. And the third question you want to ask yourself is, how would I do it different next time? And here's the rule with this, ladies. You can change circumstances a little bit. By that, I mean, I could have gotten rid of the coffee cake and the cookies like after they served their purpose. That's kind of changing a circumstance, right? But there's other thoughts that come up with that. Like, I don't want to waste food. The kids might want it. The kids eat everything, right? But when the kids are gone, it's you at the house with the foods. (laughs) It still exists. So that's a little bit of a circumstance, what we call a circumstance swap. Generally, I say, same circumstances. How could you do it differently next time? And I think my answer to get back on track is to reflect sooner. Look at the thoughts and the feelings that are driving my eating instead of letting emotionally charged decisions occur for a couple days in a row. And when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, that I can do. Instead of, I want you to notice the story early on where we tell ourselves things like, I don't want to be the kind of person who can't eat pizza and Mexican food and not gain five pounds. Such an interesting story, but I've heard it many, many, many times. And I agree. I don't want to be that kind of person either. But you really don't want to be the kind of person who has to eat away being anxious, fearful, tired, and a little down. And that's actually the problem. So ladies, if you are coming on the back end of a big weight gain, I want you to just know that going into super deprivation mode or telling yourself, we'll just continue till all the circumstances align again for me to get back on my weight loss journey is simply perfectionism disguised. Neither of those will get you to your healthy weight for life because you're missing the real problem beneath it. Ask yourself these simple questions. Was it food or fluid? What feelings was I trying to avoid and or create? And what were the thoughts creating those feelings? That is your think, feel, eat cycle. Then plug that into your progress over perfection. What did I do well? Because you did something well. Even if it was like, I didn't eat so much that I vomited. (laughs) You did something well. Let your brain go into that space first. This isn't a moment to just beat yourself up. And then ask yourself, what didn't go so well? And notice that it might be thoughts and feelings. And then ask yourself how you would do it differently next time. Don't change the circumstances, just change what you do with them. So even though today, I kid you not, Lindsay, my podcast editor, can testify to the fact that my child has been harshly spoken to a few times during this podcast because she's trying to redecorate the room that I'm in. On the day that I normally love to do my podcasts because my house is actually quiet, I don't have to rely on the circumstances to align to get back on track, to show up as the healthiest version of me when I know how to practice progress over perfection. Give it a try, ladies.
And if you love this podcast, please leave me a review. We'd love it if you'd write something. Lindsay would really love it. (laughs) But even if you'll just review it, it helps get this message out to more ladies like you who need to hear it. Have a great week. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.